Welcome to the Hometown Sports Show. I'm your host, Michael Lensman. I'm going to be doing this one myself tonight. All right, we're going to be doing the week two review tonight. We're going to start with the Thursday night game, which was the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. The Browns won 35 to 30. Quarterbacks in the games, Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield. Joe Burrow had 316 yards passing, three touchdowns, and uh, 19 yards rushing to give him 24 and a half fantasy points for the week, which going into Sunday night makes him the seventh overall quarterback, which is definitely startable. For a fantasy quarterback. Baker ended up with 15 points, so not exactly in the startable range, but he led his team to a, a win, and it really wasn't about fantasy this week for Baker. We were just hoping that he would turn things around and get himself back into playing shape and have a good game. Uh, the running backs, Joe Mixon had 16 rushes for 46 yards, and then four receptions for 40 yards and he ended up with uh 10 points in a half point ppr league for the browns nick chubb had 22 carries for 124 yards and two touchdowns and then kareem hunt had 10 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown while also having 15 yards and a touchdown through the air so both browns running backs beat joe mixon this week in fantasy points and they both seem to be must starts going forward as well though joe mixon is as well Tyler Boyd had seven receptions for 72 yards for the Bengals. A.J. Green had 13 targets, but he could only bring in three of them for 29 yards for the Bengals. Odell Beckham shook off his terrible Week 1 performance, and for Week 2, he had four receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown. It was a long bomb from Baker for a 43-yard touchdown. Um, Jarvis Landry only had three receptions for 46 yards. So he's always solid though. Better days are ahead. CJ Uzama hurt himself in this game. He he had another good game to start the season, four receptions for 42 yards and a touchdown. But I believe he's out for the season after yeah, he tore his Achilles and he's out for the season. So it's too bad for CJ. He uh he started to put it together. Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Jared Goff had an awesome day today with 267 yards and three touchdowns. That totals out to 23.98 fantasy points. Carson Wentz for the Eagles, he had 242 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions to finish with 12.38 fantasy points. Really bad game for him. Eddie talked a lot about how he was not a Carson Wentz fan all preseason, and as recently as last episode, he was telling you not to start him this week, so if you started him, Eddie would be upset with that. Running backs for the Rams, Daryl Henderson was surprisingly the Rams running back to own this week. He had 12 rushes for 81 yards and a touchdown on the ground, and then he had two receptions for 40 yards through the air. He finished with 18.1 fantasy points in standard leagues. Malcolm Brown, after his super strong week one performance, he only had 11 rushes for 47 yards, finished with 4.7 points. Cam Akers left the game with a rib injury, and he finished with three rushes for 13 yards. For the Eagles, Miles Sanders was back this week, and he was the only bright spot, basically, for the entire Eagles team. Finished with 20 rushes for 95 yards and a touchdown, and then he had 36 yards receiving. He had 17.1 points. Robert Woods had three receptions for 19 yards and a touchdown, and Cooper Cup had two receptions for 19 yards, so it was a bad day for both receivers, but especially Cooper Cup because he didn't get the touchdown. Deshaun Jackson had six receptions for 64 yards, 
was an all right day for him. It was better for PPR. Jalen Rager only had four receptions for 41 yards. Of the tight ends in this game, Tyler Higby was the star. He had five receptions for 54 yards and three touchdowns. Him and Aaron Jones were the only skill position players to have three touchdowns today, so he had an awesome game. Zach Ertz only had five receptions for 42 yards, and Dallas Goddard came back to earth with four receptions for 30 yards. The New York Giants faced the Chicago Bears today. The Bears won 17-13. Mitch Trubisky had a little more of a Mitch Trubisky game today. He had 190 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Danny Dimes had 241 yards and an interception. He only had 7.74 fantasy points today, so if you started him, you're probably pretty angry with that performance. For the running backs, David Montgomery had 16 rushes for 82 yards, and he led the Bears with three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. It was a really, really big game for Montgomery. He got the consistent work we talked about in the preview. And he's tough to sit week to week because he's just so involved in the Bears game plan. He ended with 18 points in standard leagues. Saquon Barkley had four rushes for 28 yards. Unfortunately, he left this game because it's reported that he tore his ACL and he's going to be out for the season. So that's a really big blow, especially where you drafted him. He was going on average the second pick in the draft. So uh, you're really going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting to be able to replace him. Deion Lewis is Saquon's backup, and he came in, had 10 rushes for 20 yards and a touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised to see Devontae Freeman sign with the Giants. A lot of the teams that Freeman has been rumored to be interested in, like the Jaguars and the Eagles, they didn't really make sense to me. but The Giants without Saquon now, they make a ton of sense for Devontae Freeman. Trubisky was bad today, and it kind of bled into the receiving core. Allen Robinson had nine targets, but he only caught three of them for 33 yards. Darnell Mooney was the, I guess you could say, star of the Chicago receivers in fantasy points. He had three receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown. And my favorite guy in the on the Bears, Anthony Miller. He had three targets, but he didn't catch one of them, so he had zero points today. The Giants were kind of the same way. Daniel Jones didn't have a good game either. Darius Slayton, after his huge week one, he only had three receptions for 33 yards. Sterling Shepard had two receptions for 29 yards, and Golden Tate had five for 47. I still think Darius Slayton is the player you want, but Golden Tate had an all right game, so this remains to be seen what is going to happen here. Evan Ingram had eight targets, six receptions, and 65 yards to lead the Giants in uh, receiving yards today. He had high volume, and it was a pretty good day in PPR. If you started him, you're probably kind of happy with this performance. The Atlanta Falcons faced the Dallas Cowboys today. The Cowboys won 40-39. Matt Ryan had another huge game, 273 yards passing and four touchdowns. He finished with 28.52 points in fantasy. Dak had 450 passing yards and a touchdown, and then he also had 18 rushing yards with three rushing touchdowns. Going into Sunday night, he was the number one quarterback in fantasy this week with 39.8 points. Todd Gurley had 21 rushes for 61 yards. He's more touchdown dependent than most running backs in this range, so he didn't get one today, so it's not a great day for him. But 21 carries is still a lot of work for him in this pass-heavy offense that he's in. Ezekiel Elliott had 22 rushes for 89 yards and a touchdown. He also had six receptions for 33 yards through the air. It's another huge game for Elliott. He's a top-end RB1 the rest of the year. He's a must-start every week. Without With Saquon out and uh, 
Christian McCaffrey, we'll get to him, but he left today's game with the injury. I mean, a lot of people might have Zeke as the number one running back the rest of the way. Calvin Ridley had another unbelievable game. He had 10 targets, 7 receptions, 109 yards, and 2 touchdowns. I loved Ridley coming into this season, but he's exceeding what I even expected from him this year. Julio Jones had a pretty bad game today. Two receptions for 24 yards. He'll be fine, though. It is a question as to whether he or Calvin Ridley is the number one receiver on the Falcons now, though. Russell Gage had another pretty good game. He had six receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. It's a pretty hot start. That's two good games in a row for Russell Gage. I looked it up, and he's only 20% owned in ESPN leagues, and that should probably be closer to 100% this time next week. C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper had almost identical games. They had nine targets and six receptions, but Lamb had six more yards. He finished with 106 compared to Cooper's 100. Michael Gallup ended up with two receptions for 58 yards. He seems pretty clearly like he's the number three receiver in the offense, but things could change from week to week, so if you have him, you're probably still going to run out there with him. Hayden Hurst had the game most people thought he'd have when he was traded to the Falcons this offseason. He had eight targets, five receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Probably going to be playing him. If you can expect that week to week, that's all you want, really, from your tight end one. Dalton Schultz replaced Blake Jarwin as the Cowboys' starting tight end, but he had a game which exceeded what anybody even thought Blake Jarwin would do this season. He had 10 targets, 9 receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. And he's basically unowned in every single league, so he could be a pretty hot waiver claim this next week. The San Francisco 49ers went into New York and dominated the Jets. They were my survivor pool pick this week. That's the second week in a row I've gone against the Jets. It's kind of an easy money pick going against the Jets right now. Jimmy Garoppolo was having a really big game. He had 131 yards and two touchdowns. He was forced from the game with an ankle injury near the end of the first half. He's probably up in the air for next week, and Nick Mullins is expected to start in his place if he's not able to start. Sam Darnold kind of had another Sam Darnold game with 179 yards and a touchdown. He ended with 11.86 points in fantasy. Raheem Mostert was having another unbelievable game before leaving with what was believed to be a mild MCL sprain. He had eight rushes for 92 yards and a touchdown with two receptions and 15 yards through the air. Jarek McKinnon had a great game in his own right. He had three rushes for 77 yards and a touchdown. Tevin Coleman actually got the most work in the 49ers backfield. He had 14 rushes, but only 12 yards. He just didn't have the big play like the other guys had. With Mostert injured, he I assume Mostert might miss a week or two. Coleman could be worth a start next week. Seems like he'd probably get the most of the work with McKinnon coming back from injury still. Frank Gore led the Jets backfield with 21 rushes and 63 yards. LaMichael Perrine got in the game. He had three rushes and 17 yards as the backup. I'd like to see what Perrine could do with some run as the primary running back. Somewhat just to see what he can do but more so because I picked him up and now he's on my fantasy team. So I'd really like to see him establish himself as the lead back over Frank Gore. It wasn't a great day for either group of receivers on either of these teams. Kendrick Bourne led the 49ers with four receptions for 67 yards. Brandon Ayuk made his NFL debut. He had three targets, two receptions, and 21 yards receiving. Chris Hogan came back from the dead, and he had six receptions for 75 yards for the Jets. Braxton Berrios had six receptions for 59 yards and a touchdown. 
It's also no wonder with names like these leading the receiving core that Jamison Crowder had 13 targets last week or that Darnold has been kind of Darnolding all season long as well. Speaking of back from the dead, Jordan Reed came back. He had seven receptions for 50 yards and two touchdowns this week, which is has to be one of the most unexpected lines from fantasy football to start this season. If you played him somehow, you're super happy about it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Carolina Panthers 31-17. to Teddy Bridgewater had a pretty big game passing yards-wise. He had 367 yards, but he had zero touchdowns and two interceptions. Tom Brady in this game, he had 217 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. That's worth 8.6 fantasy points. So if you start Tom Brady, you're not happy about it. Christian McCaffrey, another guy with an injury today, he left the game with an ankle injury. But before he left, he had 18 rushes, 59 yards, and two touchdowns. Assuming he's healthy, he's still producing like a rock star. Though through two games, he's a lot less involved in the passing game this year than he was last season. So we'll see uh, We'll see how his ankle is and see if he starts next week. Apparently, for the Bucks, it was only Ronald Jones' job for one week. Leonard Fournette was the back to own in Tampa Bay, and it seems like he's probably going to be the guy moving forward as well. He had 12 rushes, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. Ronald Jones had seven rushes, 23 yards, and a touchdown. He was more involved in the passing game as well. DJ Moore had the game that everybody was expecting when they drafted him. He had 13 targets, 8 receptions, and 120 yards. And Robbie Anderson had another good game as well. He had 10 targets, 9 receptions, and 109 yards receiving. They seem kind of both uh, must plays going forward. DJ Moore is like a wide receiver two. Robbie Anderson Moore is like a wide receiver three or a flex. But two games that Robbie Anderson has had so far, you kind of have to play him at this point. Mike Evans was really good today. He had 10 targets, 7 receptions, 104 yards, and a touchdown. He seems to be over the injury that was plaguing him week one. Scotty Miller was a lot less involved than everybody thought he was going to be. I thought it was way too optimistic to just assume that he was going to step in and be awesome during week two. The tight ends in this game were not great either. Ian Thomas didn't have a reception for the Panthers. Gronk didn't have one for the Buccaneers. And OJ Howard only had one reception for 11 yards. So it was a bad tight end game all the way around. I'd assume better days are ahead, but I wouldn't feel comfortable owning any of these three guys right now. The Packers dominated the Detroit Lions today. They beat them 42-21. to Matt Stafford had 244 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, while Aaron Rodgers had 240 and two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers finished with 18.2, which was a low-end start, but it wouldn't ruin your week if you had him as your starter this week. The Lions' backfield was super, super confusing again. Adrian Peterson got seven carries for 41 yards. Carrion Johnson had eight rushes for 32 and a touchdown, and DeAndre Swift had five rushes for 12 yards, but he was the only one involved in the passing game. It's a mess in Detroit, with Peterson getting the most rushing yards the last two weeks. Carrion got the touchdown today, and Swift is the only one involved in the passing game. I think Swift is the guy you want moving forward, but he's clearly not just going to run away with the job. Aaron Jones had the best game of any running back all season so far. On the ground, he had 18 rushes for 168 yards and two touchdowns. And then he led the team in receiving yards with 68, and he had a touchdown through the air as well. He's a must-play moving forward every single week. 
The Detroit receivers didn't have a great day since Kenny Galladay was out. Marvin Jones, he only had 23 yards and a touchdown. The touchdown kind of saved his day. Quintez Cephas had the most receiving yards by any receiver on the Lions. Devontae Adams, another guy, left the game with a hamstring injury. Hamstring injuries I hate to see for my fantasy guys because they can linger all season. They can be out two or three weeks. They can come back for a week and re-injure it and then be out another three or four weeks. So hopefully this isn't one of those ones, but they have a tendency to just plague a player all season long. Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Alan Lazard both had three receptions for 64 and 45 yards, respectively. Still, I still think they are worth a spot on your team, especially if Devontae Adams is out for any period of time. You probably want to own MVS or Lazard. TJ Hawkinson led the Lions with four receptions for 62 yards. And for the Packers, Robert Tanyan had two receptions for 25 yards and a touchdown. So some decent tight end play in this game, I guess. TJ Hawkinson, 62 yards. That's You'd like to see a touchdown or a few more yards, but that's not too bad. The Bills won 31-28 to over the Miami Dolphins. I thought it was going to be uh, a bigger win for the Bills, but a win is a win. Josh Allen is apparently just a monster this year. He had 417 passing yards and four touchdowns. He didn't rush much in this game, but he still had the second highest fantasy score by a quarterback going into the Sunday night game. Ryan Fitzpatrick had a bounce back game after last week's pitiful showing with 328 yards and two touchdowns, which was good for 24 points. Devin Singletary was the primary back for Buffalo. He had 10 rushes for 56 yards and the only receptions in the passing game between him and Zach Moss. Moss had eight rushes for 37 yards. Miles Gaskin again looked like the running back to own in Miami for the second straight week. He led the team in rushing yards, and he also led the backfield with six receptions. Matt Breida had seven rushes for 37 yards, while Jordan Howard had his second game in a row of one more carry than yards gained with a touchdown. Week one, he had eight rushes for seven yards and a touchdown, and this week it was five rushes for four yards and a touchdown. It might be the first time that's ever happened, and hopefully the last. Stephon Diggs is Eddie's favorite call of the season for himself which it's a really good call. He was one of Eddie's favorite targets this draft season. He had 13 targets, 8 receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown this week. Going into Sunday night, he's the number two receiver for the week. John Brown had another good game as well. He was the number eight receiver going into Sunday night with four receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown. Cole Beasley had five receptions for 70 yards. The second game in a row, all three Bills receivers were usable fantasy-wise. Isaiah Ford led the Dolphins receivers with seven receptions and 76 yards. I didn't even know who Isaiah Ford was. Devontae Parker had five receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown, so he had had an okay game fantasy-wise. And then Preston Williams only had one reception for 26 yards, so that wasn't super great. Mike Gesicki went off, though. He had 11 targets, 8 receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. I think that's cause for, uh, I think he's a tight end one going forward. Plus, my my Mike Gesicki versus Chris Herndon bet versus Eddie's looking pretty good right now, too. The Steelers beat the Denver Broncos 26-21 today. Drew Locke, another person that got hurt today. There were so many injuries today. Jeff Driscoll came in and had a decent day replacing Drew Locke, leading the Broncos back somewhat against the Steelers. Eddie and I have really 
we've kind of been Jeff Driscoll fans ever since he was uh, in college after he transferred and he was at Louisiana Tech. I've always thought he was kind of underrated, so I don't want to see Drew Locke get hurt, but I'd like to see Jeff Driscoll get a chance to start because he was, I mean, he was good. It was either last year or two years ago when he was the starter for Cincinnati. He was all right. Today, he had 256 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, which is 18.74 fantasy points, but 0% of people were playing Jeff Driscoll. Big Ben had 311 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. He had 18.24 fantasy points. Melvin Gordon looked good again. He had 19 rushes for 70 yards and 14 receiving yards with a touchdown through the air. James Conner was back. Unfortunately, I was hoping to see Benny Snell get a shot and see what he could do as the starter. But James Conner was back and he played like he did back in 2018. He had 16 rushes for 106 yards and a touchdown. Snell went back to the backup role and didn't play much at all. He ran three times for five yards and he lost a fumble. So not a great day for Benny Snell. Seems like James Conner is here to stay. Cortland Sutton returned and he led the Broncos in receiving yards but then he left again with an injury, unfortunately for him. Jerry Judy had another solid game, four receptions for 62 yards. And KJ Hamler, the rookie, had seven targets, three receptions, and 48 yards. For the Steelers, Deontay Johnson had 13 targets, which is a ton. Eight receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Going into Sunday night, he was sixth at the position in standard scoring. Chase Claypool had three receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown, which was mostly because of his 84-yard touchdown. He finished 7th in standard scoring. Juju Smith-Schuster had 7 receptions for 48 yards as well. Noah Fant had another good game despite not getting any receptions in the first half. He finished with 4 receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown. The Colts dominated the Vikings today. The Vikings, that was that was almost worse than the Browns played Week 1. Kirk Cousins was horrendous he finished with fewer fantasy points than i did today he had negative 1.48 fantasy points 113 yards and three interceptions so just an awful day for the vikings philip rivers he had 214 yards a touchdown and an interception which is only 10.8 points fantasy which is not worth a start. Dalvin Cook had an all right day for the Vikings, though. 63 yards and a touchdown. Alexander Madison, he didn't get much work for the Vikings, though. Jonathan Taylor had 26 rushes for 101 yards and a touchdown today. He's the only back that 100% needs to be owned in Indianapolis. Naheem Hines, everybody was really talking him up after his big week one, and you can own him, and that's fine, but... He was a victim of the hype machine after week one. He didn't even have a carry today. He only had one reception for four yards. There were a lot of people telling you that he was a a top 20 back the rest of the season, or he's a better version of James White, or just all this stuff, and it doesn't seem like that's going to be the truth. There are better weeks ahead for him for sure, but if you... He's not a must-own or a must-start even. So for the Vikings receivers, Justin Jefferson led the Vikings in receiving yards with 44. Thielen only had 31 yards on eight targets. Like I said, it was an awful day for the entire Vikings team outside of Dalvin Cook. So hopefully better days are ahead. We'll see what Kirk Cousins brings to the table next week, and hopefully he can get Thielen more involved than he was this week. Paris Campbell, another person who got hurt today, 
He registered zero receptions today. Michael Pittman led the Colts receivers with 37 yards, and T.Y. Hilton only had three for 28 today. Um, No Vikings tight ends really did much, and uh, Jack Doyle was a late scratch for the Colts. But Mo Ali Cox had an awesome game. He led the Colts with five receptions and 111 yards. I need to do a little more looking into Mo Ali Cox. He has been around for a while, and this is his first really good game in three years. So there's probably a reason he was a backup to begin with. So we'll see. The Jaguars at the Titans. The Jaguars continue their surprising play, but they fall short against the Titans. Titans won 33 to 30. Gardner Minshew had another awesome game, 339 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Going into Sunday night, he was a top 10 quarterback fantasy-wise with 23.46 fantasy points. Ryan Tannehill also had a good day with 239 yards and four touchdowns, which is good for 26 fantasy points. James Robinson, the Jaguars running back, was a, had a really good day yet again. He had 16 rushes and 102 yards. He also had a touchdown today. Chris Thompson got a little more involved than he was last week. He had a couple rushes today, and then he had 20 yards through the air with a touchdown catch. Derrick Henry got the bulk of the work for the Titans again with 25 rushes for 84 yards. At receiver, DJ Chark caught all four of his targets for 84 yards. Keelan Cole had another good game with six receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown. It's kind of a Keelan Cole renaissance. LaVisca Chenault, he had an interesting day. He had three receptions for 35 yards in the passing game, and then he ran the ball five times for 37 yards. They seem to like using him in a bunch of different ways, so he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He'll he'll line up in the backfield a little bit. And For the Titans receivers, Adam Humphreys led the way with 48 yards and a touchdown, and Corey Davis had 36 yards and a touchdown, which... The touchdown kind of made him worth the play for all the people that played him because A.J. Brown was out this week. Tyler Eifert had 36 yards and a touchdown for the Jags. And Jonu Smith had an awesome game for the Titans. He had 84 yards and two touchdowns today. So if you were playing him, you were super happy about it. I played him in a couple leagues, but I also left him on the bench in one league. And it's going to be a really close finish. I would have already wrapped it up if I'd have played Janu. But since I didn't, it's going to be a photo finish. I'm hoping for seven points from the New Orleans Saints defense Monday night. The Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals won 30-15. to Haskins had twenty-three. Haskins had 223 yards and a touchdown for the football team. Kyler Murray had 286 yards passing, a touchdown, and an interception. Also had 67 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Finished with 32.14 fantasy points, which is good for third place among fantasy quarterbacks this week. At running back, Antonio Gibson finally got the most work for the Washington football team. He had 13 rushes for 55 yards and a touchdown. Peyton Barber, the vulture, only got one rush for one yard this week. So hopefully this is a sign of things to come and Antonio Gibson grows into the starter role and is there and fantasy relevant all season long. Kenyon Drake had 20 rushes for 86 yards for the Cardinals. Not much work in the passing game, but 20 rushes for 86 yards is pretty good. Terry McLaurin had a huge comeback game this week with seven receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown, which is good for 
third at the position in standard scoring this week. Steven Sims, their second receiver slot guy, had 53 yards. So that's a second solid game for him. He should probably be owned in in deeper leagues, I would say, or he's a dynasty look. DeAndre Hopkins had another awesome game, eight receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. He's a must start every week. Andy Isabella had 67 yards. Christian Kirk bounced back a little bit this week with 57. And Larry Fitzgerald had seven receptions for 50 yards. Logan Thomas, the tight end, he had nine targets, but he only had four receptions for 26 yards. So it was kind of a letdown. A lot of people were hoping for bigger things from him, but just didn't happen for him this week. But nine targets, that's kind of a sign of things to come. I bet you he's going to be super involved for the rest of the season, and he's somebody that should probably be owned in anything bigger than a 10-team league. The Chiefs beat the Los Angeles Chargers 23-20 to in Justin Herbert's first game as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Pat Mahomes had 302 yards and two touchdowns. He finished as a top-five fantasy quarterback this week with 27.48 points. Justin Herbert had 311 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Going into Sunday night, he was a top-11 quarterback in his first game in the NFL. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire came back to earth a little bit. He had 10 rushes for 38 yards. He also had six receptions for 32 yards. So as a PPR play, he he kind of lived up to where he was. But standard, that was only seven points. So you were hoping for more than that. Eckler had 16 rushes for 93 yards, and he was a little more involved in the passing game than he was last week, too, which is good to see. He had four receptions for 55 yards through the air. Josh Kelly is super, super involved in the Chargers offense. It's really looking like he's taken every bit of that Melvin Gordon role from last year. He had 23 rushes for 64 yards, while also getting two receptions for 49 yards. Tyreek Hill had five receptions, 99 yards, and a touchdown for the Chiefs. McCole Hardman had 30 yards, and Sammy Watkins came back and had the expected Sammy Watkins Week 2 game with one catch for 11 yards. It's that Sammy Watkins disease. He had a big Week 1, and then he's back to where he was last year for Week 2. Just nothing. So I I hope you took our advice and did not play him this week because if you did, you're going to be kicking yourself. Keenan Allen took back over as the wide receiver one for the Chargers. He had seven receptions for 96 yards while Mike Williams went way back to earth. He had two receptions for 14 yards, unfortunately for him. Travis Kelsey had a great game, nine receptions, 90 yards and a touchdown while Hunter Henry had another good game. Six receptions for 83 yards. The Ravens beat the Texans 33-16. to Lamar Jackson had not one of his best games this week. He had 204 yards and a touchdown with only 54 rushing yards, which is 17.56 fantasy points, which is pretty low for Lamar Jackson. It was still a really good real football day, though, for him. So that's what he's hoping for anyway, not the fantasy success. Deshaun Watson had 275 yards passing, a touchdown, and an interception, which gave him 14.7 for the day, which isn't a great day for him either. The Ravens running backs were kind of weird. Gus Edwards led the team with 73 rushing yards. Ingram had nine rushes for 55 yards and a touchdown. Well, they only gave J.K. Dobbins two rushes, but he had 48 yards. So I feel like I'd like to see J.K. Dobbins get a little more work if he 
had a 24-yard average. David Johnson had 11 rushes for 34 yards, so kind of a bad game for him. The whole Texans were kind of out of sync a little bit, though, so better days ahead for David Johnson. Hollywood Brown led the Ravens with five catches and 42 yards. Brandon Cooks, my guy, led the Texans with five receptions for 95 yards. Will Fuller didn't even show up in the box score. I didn't see that he was hurt or anything, so I'm not really sure what happened there. But Mark Andrews only had one reception for 29 yards for the Ravens. So that's not what we were expecting after his two-touchdown performance week one. And then Jordan Aikens, Eddie mentioned him last week. He had seven receptions for 55 yards for the Texans. The Sunday night football game is just wrapping up right now. Russell Wilson had another unbelievable game. He had 288 yards and five touchdowns with one interception today. And he spread his touchdowns around like crazy too. Chris Carson had 17 rushes for 72 yards on the ground. For the receiving, DK Metcalf had 92 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett had 67 yards and a touchdown. David Moore had 48 yards and a touchdown. Chris Carson had 36 yards and a touchdown. And Freddie Swain had 21 yards and a touchdown. So five players cut touchdowns for the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson, I mean, we're two weeks in, but he's really uh, going hard for that MVP award this year. Cam Newton is sitting with 367 passing yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Also, he has 48 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns again today. So Russell Wilson right now is fourth in total fantasy points for the week. And Cam Newton is third. So if you picked up Cam, like we were kind of telling everybody to do, you're really, really happy with how he's done so far. And he's had two top six weeks back to back to start the season. So if you picked him late, he really could potentially end up as a league winner if you have him. So hopefully you picked him up and you're playing him every week because he's really, really coming along. Also, Julian Edelman has eight receptions for 179 yards in this game, which is I think that might be the highest uh, receiving yards total of the season so far. So no worries on the whole Tom Brady's gone. Julian Edelman's going to be not great this year. I didn't think he was going to be great either, so I don't have him anywhere. But he is a free late round wide receiver, too, if you have him. And that's it for this week. Catch us later in the week. We'll have our week three preview. And we might even do a little bit of a short waiver show to uh, come out later this week as well. Find our Facebook group on Facebook. Just search for Hometown Sports Show on Facebook and join our Facebook group. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Show Hometown. That's where I do most of my tweeting. Eddie is at at EAK Sports underscore. I'm usually posting my show notes or some little article type things on our website. If you go to hometownsportsshow.com and go to the news tab, that's where those will be. Also, give us a five-star review. We really appreciate every five-star review we get. It helps us get noticed by people who have never heard of us before, and hopefully they will like our podcast too. I appreciate everybody listening. See you later.